0: live from the ESPN 690 and H.R. Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: We come out uh, against a really good team and don't do anything right for the first two quarters. That's what's going to happen. i got to give them
2: credit. They played a great game and um, we didn't do much right coaching or playing the, the first half.
0: I'm assuming that's Kingsbury. Uh Would you consider moving on from a guy like Kingsbury or McCarthy after two years of what you've seen in Dallas and Arizona with the talent and lack of results?
1: McCarthy, absolutely. Kingsbury, not a chance. Well, you're pretty matter of fact on that. Why? Absolutely. Because, like, Kingsbury, you won 11 games. Okay, so in it's a Yeah, but whose division is a lot harder than the other division? Yeah. Like, not even close. He's 17 and 15 over the last two years. Kingsbury? Yeah. What was he this? Like, I, I think it's hard to justify firing Kingsbury. Yeah, you, you got curb stomped by the Rams. Absolutely. But at the end of the day, I mean, you still had the record. You know, I mean, I, I think it would be insane to fire a guy after 11 and 16 performance. Now, with Mike McCarthy and the way that game looked, like, the, the Cardinals game. I didn't blast Kingsbury after the game. I blasted Kyler Murray. I'm like, dude, what was that? Yeah. You know, like it wasn't like all Kingsbury. Now, maybe it does fall on Kingsbury, obviously, as well as it should. He's the head coach. But I left that Cowboys game thinking, well, Mike McCarthy just is not suitable to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I think it's Mike McCarthy all day over
0: Kingsbury. Well, here's the interesting stat. This is why I think it might grab people's attention. Much like the NFC East versus the rest could grab Jerry Jones' attention. and and just some of the stuff going on. I think the discipline catches my attention a little bit with McCarthy as well. And not just the – they're a highly penalized team, but what I saw the other day – I don't watch every Cowboys game, but what I saw the other day was just, like, unforced errors. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're supposed to be on your P's and Q's more than ever, you're supposed to be high level of focus in the postseason, and and they don't have it. So that would bother me, Mm -hmm. along with the ouster When I have a talented team, like I think, if I'm Jerry Jones, I'm like, listen, I've helped put together a team that might be able to rival what like the Rams have on paper, Mm -hmm. and we can't win a playoff game. Mm -hmm. That's a problem. I think the problem I would have potentially in Arizona is why are we getting worse throughout the season? Twelve and three in September and October the last two years, Kyler Murray in in Arizona. Sure. Five and eleven in November, December, and and early January. Mm -hmm. So that's a little problematic. If you start off seven and zero, and you really just kind of peter out down the stretch, so I mean,
1: losing a top 3 receiver is going to do that too, though. Yeah, um, but again, I think teams lose guys,
0: you know, and Yeah, overcome. but if,
1: if Green Bay lost Devontae Adams, you think Green Bay would be doing what they're doing right now? No, not to the level. Yeah, uh, not
0: to the level, but like, uh, who is it? Uh, Trey White, Tre'Davious White, for the Bills? Sure, corner. They yeah. lost him, and they're still like an unbelievable defense, right? I mean, he's a they're, top, he's a Pro Bowl, All yeah. Pro kind of de- player. I yeah. understand it's a little different, but Godwin, and Antonio Brown. I mean, you still had Evans, and it's Tom Brady. You yeah, you got, and you got, you got guys still, but they still have guys. Derrick Henry, right? Derrick Henry, <laughs> good example. <laughs> he's going to get that Tennessee in, isn't he?
1: Yeah, but like, feeling. But you yeah, yeah, like, who are the guys though for Arizona? Yeah. A.J. Green and Christian Kirk. Well, and a rookie Christian Kirk And Rondell Moore And was Connor I mean, And Kylo Murray I mean and- you take that over Yeah for sure But I just think If you lose a guy Like DeAndre Hopkins that, That's that's a big loss I,
0: I, I agree with you I mean I yeah. think You can make the case To the best Right up there With Devontae I mean I others. think
1: when, when the Titans Lost A.J. Brown For a while That was a huge loss Like that hurt them It did Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: I, I I guess what I would say right now is, like, we're praising yesterday a guy like Leftwich as we look closely at Leftwich and saying, okay, listen, you've got a lot of guys out of the lineup from Fournette to Godwin to whoever. and Yeah, you have some others, um, and and Gronk included, but you're able to kind of not miss a beat. I think Tom Brady's a big deal in that, but do we blame the coaching staff? Do we blame Kyle Murray, or are we just going to say, like, okay, if you get your guy hurt, you're okay, free pass on to the next year? I just think it makes you think if you're Arizona... Like where is this thing going? Why are we getting worse? This is a trend now that's starting to happen. Yeah. I don't know who they lost last year at the end. Maybe they lost some had some injuries as well. But I mean yeah. we're talking about a very talented roster and offense that's pretty deep and supposed to be able to overcome. If the Jags lose DJ Chark, it's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they don't have a lot after that. These guys drafted players like Rondale Moore and and others to I mean, your guy Isabella, he ain't even mm-hmm. at this. No. Right? No. So And that might be a little bit more in the front office. But the point being is I feel like they should be better than they've looked at times this coming down the stretch of these last two years with or without a player like DeAndre Hopkins. And I just wonder if that raises the questions of, hey, do we have what we have? Right. Same same kind of context I asked with Jalen Hurts yesterday. It's like, all right, if we want to win, if we're going to go big, Mm -hmm. right, if we, we have all this talent that we've acquired, are we going to do it with? this coach. You're not going to get rid of Kyle Murray, so are you going to do it with this coach? Mm-hmm. Are you Are going to do it with Mike McCarthy? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do it with Jalen Hurts at the QB position? I think he can ask those questions. I think the good organizations, the great organizations, the ones that find out how to win, make that calculation and make the right choice. They either say, you know what, we're not good enough here. we got to go do, boom, this. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they say, hey, we, we think we can. The Hopkins thing did change us too much. we got to add a piece here or there mm-hmm. for Kingsbury. And if we stick this through, he's got... He's got the kind of metal, he's got the kind of moxie to get us through this and get, you know, and win big. Sure. So they know that better than us. Uh, I just think it's kind of fair to question the way they have finished the season the last couple of years.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I would be very shocked if Kingsbury's on the hot seat. I wouldn't be shocked at all if all of a sudden there's rumors saying, hey, Kellen Moore might be the next head coach, or Dan Quinn yeah. might be the head coach of the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, it looks right now, by the way, that that uh, they're sticking with him. With the Flint McCarthy? Yeah. yeah. Now, the, the, the easy thing for them... It's going to be interesting to watch because both those guys are getting interviews. Mm -hmm. And so for Jerry Jones, not like Jerry Jones fires McCarthy. He doesn't have to go do this big search. He can almost promote from within. Going house. I don't know how that works, by the way, because you obviously have two white coaches there. So I don't know how that works from a Rooney Rule standpoint. Like if you have in-house candidate, can you just promote? I'm not sure if there's a distinction there. Yeah, if you're, know. you know, but I'm yep. just saying, there's a possibility they can make it easier than other teams, where they're going to fire their coach and then open it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, pretty interesting. Uh, speaking of coaching, there's some rumblings coming out of NFL Network yep. uh, that Bill O'Brien is not going to be the guy in Jacksonville or anywhere because, well, Jacksonville's the only place he interviewed. Correct. So this should come as no surprise. Correct. Yeah, not at all.
1: Tom Palosaro's got a vibe. He said. That Bill O'Brien no, That was Garofalo I think it was Oh was that Garofalo Yeah Garifalo. Garofalo Garofalo sorry Is it Garofalo I think it's Garofalo Garofalo, Garofalo. But yeah Garofalo I think so Okay Garofalo well, Gar- Whatever you want Garofalo had a vibe That uh, Bill O'Brien Wasn't coming to to Jacksonville Yeah So that's good Maybe uh, he did a little uh,
0: NFL coaching slam poetry
1: Yeah I don't have to wear uh, um, Clown makeup now Every single day For the rest of my career With that news So that's great Because uh, that was what I said Remember? Yeah, I did. You weren't. You were a little nervous, but not
0: a lot nervous. I told you not to be nervous. Yeah, I wasn't really worried about it. Not turned
1: bulky. Still a little worried. About that. Yeah, it's still <laughs> a worry. Didn't did, did, did make any bats or well, anything. So I we're guess good. That's what I'm at. You're you're down a hill, so I can't wait to hear this if, if they announce them. Oh yeah, I'm screwed. <laughs> It'd be great. Yeah, I'm in trouble. Almost cheering for it now.
0: No. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not <laughs> That's, nice. I'm joking. Um, but the Bill O'Brien thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's just say the NFL Network rumblings are correct, and he's not the guy, which I believe he never was the guy and won't be the guy and isn't the guy. Does that change how you feel potentially about bulky? Because that felt like it was certainly a bulky play, right? It was a favorite. It started. To th- that was the only thing they get nervous in my estimation uh, that was like, whoa, wait a minute now. Bill O'Brien, if he's going to be the coach here, and they somehow do this, which is would be a, just atrocious move, and I can't believe they would be so blind to it. But if it were to happen, and Vegas is right, you know, blah 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 blah. Well, that certainly means Bulky's the guy. That's why they're doing this. They're stuffing this in, you know, uh, to fit together. Yeah. So does it? I, I know you are still worried about the Bulky thing being. Do I feel in play. about the Bulky thing? Is what you're asking? If Bill O'Brien's out of the picture, we don't think Bevel's getting the job. To me, those were the two guys that I would say Bulky might be staying if they get the job. Mm. I feel like almost everybody else is gonna to want to bring their own
1: guy in. You don't feel the same? I don't feel the same because here's why. Let's assume that it's between Byron Leftwich, who's the third since Bill O'Brien's moving down now, probably the odds. Oh was like Peterson. Peterson Caldwell. Okay. You want
0: to throw a younger guy another guy in, like a first time, first year? Yeah. Or
1: first-time no, head coach? W- whatever. Yeah, let's just... Okay, let's say for the sake of the argument here, let's say that we are down now to Byron Lefkowitz, uh, Jim Caldwell, and Doug Peterson. Yeah. Okay. Shad Khan has interviewed those three guys. Yes. You spoke with them, you've done your due diligence on them, you got a good vibe, and you know who you want, right? Like, you, there's a ranking, there's a tier system. Let's assume Byron Leftwich is number one, then Doug Peterson, then, then Jim Caldwell, whatever the case may be. Okay, fine. In those interviews... If those are your top three guys, the, the situation, the, the, the thing of bulky has come up, right? Yes. And in that situation, it either went one up two ways. Yeah, it's fine. We can have him here. I don't care. Or get rid of him. If the, if the overall consensus was, yeah, we have to get rid of bulky. I want my own guy in. Then why hasn't Trent bulky been fired yet? Because now you're like, for instance, Byron Leftwich has his, his guy in Arizona, Right. That he wants uh, the, the vice, whatever it is. Yeah. I forgot the guy's name, but you know the guy from Arizona. Yeah, that's interviewing Wilson. Thank you. If Byron Leftwich is truly there's your some guy, there's linkage there. Well, yeah. there's linkage, and there's rumors that Byron Leftwich wants that guy. Okay, great. If that's truly the guy that Byron Leftwich wants, don't you think he kind of pervade that fact in the interview process? And yeah. if that's the case, then why do you sell Tremblay on the team if you have to interview other guys for the GM spot? If you have to bet the process. Like, to me, you already know right now if the coaches want bulky or not, or if they, they're indifferent towards it. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Because I would ask you this. What does firing bulky right this moment do? It gives you an opportunity to interview the guys that maybe these head coaches want to bring in. Okay. Like, Doug Peterson's got his guy, we assume. Jim Caldwell probably has his guy, we assume. Byron Leflich, we assume it's Wilson. So they all have their guys. If you keep bulky here, then you lose the opportunity to interview those guys. You might lose one of those guys. But yep. like what happens if Byron Leftwich says, yeah, I want to come here, but I want my guy. And that guy goes someplace else. Well, yeah. now you screwed yourselves.
0: Uh, I think uh, that's on the table. Certainly plausible. But I would say this. Let's just, for the sake of the argument, uh, Leftwich is your guy. Okay. Right? Yes. So, let's just say he does want Adrian Wilson in. Yes. Um, what's the point of interviewing Adrian Wilson and bring him in without Byron Leftwich in the room? Because you haven't made the hire. Like, you don't even know if he's going to accept Because that's
1: who your head coach wants.
0: Okay, but he's got to still be part of the process. Like, he's not going to just go hand pick. He's got to interview as well. Like, I think what Shot has done is he has... So the, the head coach help. isn't choosing the, the new Geo. Oh, no, I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I, but I just don't know in a two-hour Zoom meeting for Byron Leftwich, when you ask these questions, he's like, yeah, listen, I think Adrian Wilson would be a good fit. Or this guy, like, if I'm going for an interview and I'm saying, "Hey, I when I got, if I had to go for an interview for this job, sure, right?" And I say, "Hey, um, uh, Austin Lane, I think would be a great co-host." I wouldn't just give the person in the interview one name.
1: Sure, you but know you, what I mean. But you don't think in the in the, the two-hour Zoom conversation they're interviewing somebody. The question of who do you prefer as GM is going to pop up. I do. I just think okay. it also comes on a
0: list. I, I think if you re- if you present it as it's like this one person, then it comes off as like it's a
1: package deal. It's us or no. You know what I mean? I guess. I just I, I'm fearful that like say you want Leftwich, and Leftwich is only going to come here if Wilson's here. And Wilson goes someplace else, then then you screwed yourself. Plausible. You, you screwed yourself for a GM in bulky that you didn't even you know, maybe not a shot to make the team in the first place. My guess, though, is Byron
0: Leftwich. Again, we're using Byron in this example. Uh, we're just favorite. kind of playing along here. That Byron has two or three guys in his mind that, hey, if it, if Adrian Wilson thinks a better job is in New York, right, because yes. he's interviewing with the Giants, and he just thinks that's a better fit for him yes. and his family. Like, he might say that even if Byron asks him to But here's the, the thing.
1: Guy. If Wilson goes to New York, what's to stop Brian Leffert from going to New York? What? If uh. Wilson goes to Chicago, what's South stop Brian Leffert from going to Chicago?
0: Yeah. Uh, so,
1: once again. Again, good. If,
0: okay. Again, so but then, I think you set the table up to, you. what you're asking Shad to do is you want the GM, basically, to be hired first. That's what you're no, essentially asking to do because I'm, right now there's no coach in place to be able to go find the GM, which is what I think they're doing.
1: I'm not asking the GM to be first. at No, that's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is is clear yourself of the GM so then you have every option to do your due diligence to make sure the right GM can come in. I'm saying that if you hire Byron Leftwich, if you hire Doug Peterson, if you hire Jim Caldwell, and they come into the, the franchise and they say, hey, Trent Bulky, we'll see you later. Well, now you're behind the eight ball because one of the GMs that you possibly want might be gone yeah. a- and you might lose the opportunity to get a Byron Lethwich or a Doug Peterson or a Jim Cowell because the GM that they want, the number one guy, maybe goes someplace else and maybe that GM hires that head coach. I don't think, I think we're getting a little muddy here, but I don't think Trent Baalke being
0: in place, hired or fired right now prevents any of that from happening. Okay. I think the biggest risk they run is a guy wanting to go somewhere else, even if say Byron wants to be here. Like, Byron might say, hey, I think this is the best job. Like, why is it a best job for Byron and maybe not for Adrian Wilson? Well, because Byron's now linked up with Trevor Lawrence instead of Daniel Jones or unknown quarterback. What about Justin Fields? that could be the case. I mean, maybe he decides that to be but the better see, one. See, but
1: the, the, there's a possibility that it happens. Like, I'm saying, eliminate the possibility. Yeah,
0: yeah, but you, you, it's already happening, Austin, behind the closed doors. So you're, but like, it, you know if Bulky's coming in or not. Like, oh, like Leftwich knows that either Bulky's going to be there or not. He's not worried about Bulky. Like, he's Byron like, Leftwich isn't? No. Byron, Byron Leftwich, in, in the situation that I believe, okay, is like, Byron Leftwich knows that if I take the job, I'm not working with bulky or i'm not taking the job okay okay yeah so therefore he's already got the back channels of hey adrian if i get this job i'd love to work with you you sure. come over here we're gonna be it's gonna but work what
1: happens if chicago signs adrian before this all happens like that goes back to what i just said byron has three guys that
0: he can work with <sighs> okay, he can't man. just have one guy that you can work with but so you, so you're, you're, you're asking basically you're saying uh, it's like you're not hey, seeing the point man i am seeing the point austin is my number one choice uh, In this interview process, okay, I'm not doing the radio show if Austin's not a part of it. That's what you're basically saying, Byron Leftwich. My
1: point is that somebody could poach Byron Leftwich away if they had their GM in place. My point is if Adrian Wilson is hired in Chicago tomorrow, he can poach Byron Leftwich away. If Byron Leftwich is truly the favorite right now in the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Wilson's a guy who he respects, and Wilson goes to another team before the Jaguars figure anything out, Wilson can come in and say, hey, I like this Byron Leftwich guy. Let's take him. You can sign him before we even know what's happening. You can do that anyway even if Bulky was fired. Okay, If man. Bulky
0: is fired, what is preventing Chicago from doing that anyway? No, seriously. If Bulky's fired, if bulky doesn't it by, exist Then right you hire Byron Lefkowitz and he brings in Wilson. But like they, they, they talk. Like this They're is, talking anyway is my point. Okay. There's no difference. Okay. There's I'm, a difference. There isn't. Okay. There really is no difference because Chicago can hire anybody they want underneath the Jags' feet right now. Including Wilson or
1: Byron Leftwich, And Jacksonville can't hire a GM because you have Trenton Balky. <laughs> yeah, they can't, but... Well, it, that's, the, the, that's the, the fundamental disagreement right now. Is that you can't get who we, like You can't have Chicago the whole picture. Can't hire Byron Leftwich right now. He's playing. Why not? Okay, sure. But you can talk to Byron and say, hey, guess what? We were taking Wilson. So like, at the end of the season... So Chicago okay. can talk to him, but the Jags can't
0: talk to him behind the closed doors talk box to situation.
1: Who? Both of them. Why would the Jaguars talk to Wilson if they have Trent Baalke as GM? You're going to go behind Trent Baalke's back? Byron is talking to Wilson. Okay, but the Jaguars aren't talking to Wilson. They have no idea who Wilson is because you have a GM right now in the front office. By the way, you don't think if the Jags
0: want Adrian Wilson potentially in place, would he be interested in coming? You don't think those conversations can take place so sh- even with a guy in
1: charge? So Shad Khan's going behind. Trent Bulky's back to interview Wilson for a job that's not even available so right now. So now you want the interview. You want the official interview we, to take place. Dude, I'm just saying. Trent Bulky's your GM right
0: now until <laughs> further notice. It, you, all so you, you can't. Can, it, it changes absolutely nothing
1: in my estimation. I can't wait to see how this whole thing plays out, I man. can't either. You uh, bet.
0: But Trent fired right now. The yes. Jags missed their opportunity. The, to fire Trent Bulkey was two times yeah. if they wanted to do it, or they look like they're reacting to a fan base or right in the middle of it. There's no reason to do it right now. What? If they were going to do it, they should have done it when they fired Urban Meyer or when they uh, right at the end of the season. What Those good are is, the two opportunities. What good
1: is keeping Trent Bulky on right now? What, what is Trent doing for you?
0: I continue to tell you this. Who's asking football questions in these interviews?
1: That's unshod. If, if, Shad's if supposed to ask football questions. No. If you're Shad Khan and you're a billionaire and you can't hire the right people around you to, to vet these questions, you can't give someone a couple million dollars to say, hey, come help me out, then that's on you. Is so, that a common that, practice that, in the NFL? doesn't have to be common practice. Shad Khan doesn't know the NFL. It's not, it's not an X's and O's thing. He doesn't know that stuff. We've been over this many times. If you're a billionaire and you can't put the right people around you to put you in successful situations, then that's on you. Then you're a bad owner. If you're going to bet on Trent Baalke to say, hey, help me out here, and then I cut you, that's bad. That's bad.
0: I didn't cut you. The coach cut you. Come on, man. You didn't cut Mike Malarkey either. Dave Caldwell cut Mike Malarkey. What's
1: the difference? Shad Khan was in a... Brent. Shad Khan fired Mike Malarkey because Mike Malarkey lied to him in terms of what the season's going to no, look like. that
0: was Gene Smith that lied okay. to him. Gene Smith, was fired so, by Mike, dro- Gene Smith was fired by Shad Khan. Okay. Dave Caldwell was
1: hired by Shad Khan. Dave Caldwell could either keep Mike Malarkey or move on. So Shad Khan wasn't upset with Mike Malarkey because Mike Malarkey promised him in a couple years we'd go to, the, go to the playoffs and you won two games, so Shad Khan said Mike Malarkey, you out of here. Nope. Shad Khan had nothing to do with it. Gene Smith
0: and Malarkey... Okay, are a part of that, but Gene Smith was the heavy in that, saying but, we can win right now. We can go to the post. Okay, yeah. but
1: but you're saying that Shad Khan had nothing to do with Mike Moore getting fired. It was all Dave Caldwell. I think he left it up to Caldwell. Yes. Okay.
0: Nothing to do with no. But I disagree. Well, that's we can disagree. Yeah. But it's the exact same scenario happened here. Mhm. I think I think Shad has a good feel of he's not going to probably keep Bulky around, but he's going to let the coach come in and hire him and make that decision. And that's when the domino falls. And I think every candidate being interviewed right now is saying, can you work with Balky? Do you want to work with Balky? And if not, who are you bringing in? And they're not giving just one guy. They're giving two or three guys. I would say I can go hand in hand with this guy. I think this guy would work well together. Okay. Much like when he hired so, Caldwell, he said, hey, who are you going to bring in? Do you think he just said Gus Bradley? No, he so probably said, I'm going to give you three me, coaching candidates.
1: All right, so let me just get this all straight. Shad Khan is trusting Trent Balky come up with the next head coach because of the questions and the vetting process that Trent Bulky brings to the table. Once that happens, Shad Khan's going to in turn fire fire Trent Bulky. No, you're saying that shot you just,
0: the way you just you, said, Brent. no, you just said this. You said Trent Bulky is making the decision to hire the coach. No, you're wrong. Trent Balky's asking questions, football questions. Shad Khan will make the decision on okay. who he hires as the head coach. There's so a then, huge difference okay, there. Okay, sorry. So huge. Then,
1: okay, so then on the football side of things, Shad Khan is relying on Trent yes. Baalke with the football questions yes. to choose who the best candidate for an NFL coach to is. To gather information, yes. To choose who the best coach is in the NFL for, yes. th- for their situation. Yes. And then in turn, he's going to fire the same guy that he relied on the football questions from Trent Baalke. Makes a lot of sense. Yes. Okay. That's that's how you do business, everybody. <laughs> have you been watching? Like, this is how it gets done. This makes
0: zero sense. <laughs> like I said, I thought they should have brought Tony Dungy in from the start. I don't disagree with you
1: there. Chicago's bringing Bill Polian into the mix. I'm just saying, if 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 you're one guy that you're relying on to ask NFL questions is the guy that you're going to fire? Between the guy down that's the line? been in
0: the NFL for 20 years and has a background in the NFL, like it's not like he's not qualified to ask NFL questions.
1: You're going to fire him. That go to break, Casey.
0: What, what a great gesture, right? I'm not going to stand here and say no. I don't think that's great, and I don't appreciate that, and. Um, it was, it was never asked for. Actually, was, there were meetings that we had where I almost, you know, kind of explicitly told them, don't do that or you don't have to do that or that's not why we're all here. And uh, we we're not have an opportunity to put ourselves in position to win games. So, but that being said, I'm, I'm extremely grateful for the relationships that have been built um, with me and the players along with the other coaches and the players and me and the coaches. So for them to do that, um, I'm very thankful and grateful for that. I don't know who that is. For the players did that. I thought it was at first Misaccio talking about the r- letter writing and then yeah, it was like, like well, the players did it.
2: I got nothing. It was Rich Misaccio. Oh, it was? Because oh. they all advocated for him to keep his job.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were talking about that. Okay. That makes sense. That's cool.
2: That's still a no like that's going to be the case. Yeah. He's
1: there in consideration
0: though. Uh, I think I read somewhere today that the that Vegas has already put one request in to do an interview, some like a, a head coaching interview request. Okay. I think that was what I saw either like last night or today. Now that could change already, but yeah. uh, obviously the firing of Mike Mayock. What happens to Mayock? Does he go back to TV?
1: Yeah, I mean, very rarely do you see GMs get like back to back jobs right away. So yeah, I, would, I mean, I don't. I would say probably. But, uh, no, you know, one thing you don't see is, I mean,
0: he was okay. They had some. They had some decent growth, but they never took like this big jump. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think Mayock did a terrible job, but obviously it comes back to the draft and. Yep. See, most people, a lot of people will say the GM job is just drafting and acquiring players. That's what we see. I think it's more to it than that. And I think he probably did some good things behind the scenes that people don't really acknowledge or know or it's not in the headlines or or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, you're picking guys like Cleveland Farrell instead of... I thought it was funny. I saw somebody say, yeah, he really wanted Devin White. Yeah, right. He would have picked Josh Allen instead. Yeah. Right? That was the miss. Mm -hmm. If I remember that draft, I think they picked fifth. And they're the ones that threw off that draft that allowed the Jags to get Josh Allen. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they would have picked Josh Allen yeah. it, with that fifth overall selection, if, if memory serves me correctly. Because um, I, I was there in Nashville at that draft, and I was, we just couldn't believe that they took Cleveland Farrell. And I forget who was sixth in that draft, but they didn't take one of the, either Allen or so-and-so player at number six. Mm-hmm. And we're like, holy cow, like that might open the door. Yeah. And and it obviously did open the door for the Jags um, uh, to uh, to get Josh Allen.
1: Well, and if you – so Greg Rosenthal does a thing where he ranks the GMs in terms of draft, like, grades every single year. And I guess, like, in the past three years, Mayock was the worst in terms of draft grades. Really? So. Worse than the Jags. I guess so, man. I don't know. I'd have to go
0: back through all the Raiders draft picks, but um, – I like to see him on TV. I like Mayock. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah, he did a really good oh, he's, job he's on TV. He's entertaining,
1: man. Yeah, he's great.
0: Um, hey, Casey, do you still have that? Uh, didn't you have a list of players that are in the NFL uh, that are in the playoffs uh, that used to play for the Jags? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that a little bit more. Mm. Um, what's wild to me is if you you mentioned guys like Leonard Fournette, right? I did. Fournette. Obviously on Tampa. He would lead the Jags this year in rushing. Yeah, with his numbers yeah. the way they are, yeah. Yannick Ngakwe yep. would lead the team in sacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another one out there. There's another There's another decent-sized one. That uh, Give me some of the people Jaylen on the list. Jalen
2: Ramsey. Oh, Ramsey, yeah.
0: He'd be the best corner. Probably the best corner of the team. <laughs> yeah. That's, I was thinking stats wise, but that wasn't registering with me. Um, Alan Lazard. Yeah, Lazard's interesting to me again. <laughs> I, I think his numbers. Number what was his numbers pretty good. I mean right? he had the most touchdowns by far, I believe. Yeah, I just had don't you I mean, don't we kind of caveat Lazard a little bit? I mean, when I'm putting him in the pride of the Jaguars, if he's playing here in Jacksonville, I feel like Aaron Rodgers just he makes him so
1: much better. Five hundred and thirteen yards
0: and eight touchdowns. Yeah. He was hurt though, right? He was hurt a little bit. Um
1: I think he missed a couple games. Uh, missed, or maybe it was COVID
0: or something. But. Yeah,
1: uh, missed, it would have been four games, yeah. Yeah, so I mean,
0: he had a nice yeah. season. I was saying he didn't, but like, <clears throat> like it, for that argument,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Allen Robinson or Allen Lazard, you take Robinson. And Robinson had 330-something yeah. yards receiving this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I just think, I think Lazard's a little bit of a stretch. I think Lazard... Here's why. Because I think what happened to Lazard happens. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... I think people let go a guy who is an undrafted free agent or they have him on a practice squad and he's not making your team. That doesn't mean you made the right call all the time. But I think that happens. Then he gets picked up and he gets
1: put in a better situation. Then he starts performing. Sure. You know? Yeah, but then, like, you know, when you see, like, Alan Lazard do his thing, and obviously, Aaron Rodgers has something to do with that. But, like, you still... It's frustrating because you you are not the team that can milk out the best, Al Mazar. True, like that yeah, that that, that can rub you the wrong way. Yeah, well, and I think, to be honest with you,
0: that's like a little bit of the Jags all around. Sure, they can't get the best out of any of these guys. Like mm-hmm. you, like I'm convinced if Lavisca Shinoko somewhere,
1: yeah, he'll be like well, a stud. I mean, you, you know? saw you saw with Quincy. Uh, Wilson for like the first two weeks where yeah. like the dude like went off for like two weeks and it's like why where was this in Jacksonville you know like when you see a player reaching their you know their potential it just it frustrates you just because he couldn't reach that here in Jacksonville well okay <laughs> I did think about this one somebody just put it on YouTube Greatest <laughs> had hey, greatest traffic Brian Anger
0: Anger was kicking for the Cowboys and I I don't I'm not sure if Cook had a better net than Anger mm. Anger made the Pro Bowl uh, and Anger's very good but I will say the punter here is pretty good too yeah. So I wasn't going to go. I wasn't going to go. This yeah. would be a little bit of a stretch yeah. um, in the sake of this argument. But I just thought it was, ill you know, listen, Jalen, we know. He'd be the top guy. Jan, he'd be actually the best. I don't know about the best pass rusher, but he'd be the most prolific sack guy on the team this year. Mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette turned in some of his best stuff, and a little bit of that was James Robinson got hurt, and so did ETN. But um, the numbers are the numbers. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think I'm trying to think who else factors in here. Uh, Like, there are other guys. there's Josh Wells, all right? All right, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Lazard kind of fits in the whatever category here to me. Mercedes Lewis actually has more juice to me that he would help a culture in a locker room if he was still here through all of this, although I'm just so happy that he's not and he gets a chance to go win somewhere, Mm -hmm. that I'm okay with that one, too. And I think, listen, when you've been playing as long as Mercedes, like, Mercedes Lewis might have already retired if he was still in Jacksonville. I think Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay and their success— has helped him hang on a little bit longer, quite frankly. Well, of course, you're absolutely to win a Super Bowl. Who else we got, Casey? Joe Schobert. Oh, yeah, because oh. Pittsburgh made it. Yeah, how would Schobert do this year? Schobert had some moments early, remember, but did he fall off a little bit like Quincy Williams? I remember talking about him, like, yeah. early on after that trade. I don't know if that was that bad of a move for the Jags. I, I mean, Damian I, Wilson made plays. Yeah, but would you trade Schobert away for a sixth? Well, they did it a little bit as a salary dump, too. Show yeah, her, you know what I mean? Wait, this can't be
2: right. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, six passes defended, a forced fumble, um, one interception. You know. Probably tackles. 112. I mean, pretty quality. Oh, no, was, yeah, I think he did a good job. Yeah, uh, no,
0: but like, I wasn't listen, mad Miles even. has 110 tackles. I don't think Miles did a whole bunch of stuff. Like, Damien Wilson sure. made a lot more splash plays than even Miles Jack did.
1: Yeah, I wasn't mad that Joe Schober go. I was mad that they gave up a, a, a six-round pick for a starting middle linebacker. Yeah. I, th- I think you could have asked a little more, but. Uh, we could make a, a pretty good playoff team, though, out of all these guys. Not too shabby. Keep going, Casey.
0: Blake Bell. Blake Bell. See, now that's one that you that's what you're talking about. Like, Bell and Lazard are similar. Okay. Like, Bell's playing for one of the best teams in football, or the best team in football over the last few years. Mm-hmm. And the Jags were like, yeah, we can't do anything with this guy. Mm-hmm. Right, we can't make it work. But look at, and again, he's not a star. He's, he's just not, a guy.
1: Yeah, it's like the Tyler Davis effect.
0: A little bit, yeah. Tyler Davis actually is another one. To kind of forget yeah. about,
2: right? Uh, yeah. Another tight end, Jeff Swain will play on Sunday or Saturday, I should say. I, no, I, don't, I don't understand. understand Where Is he in Tennessee or Dallas? Uh, Tennessee. T- okay. I he was in Dallas. He, he will continue to play. So oh, he'll be sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, you're right. You know, I'm talking <laughs> about My bad. Still, still playing. <laughs> My um, bad, man. But I don't understand how you have not had a good tight end in so long, and there's four players that are catching passes for other teams in the playoffs, but they weren't good enough for the Jags. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah, I
0: think Swame stuff, again, Swame, I think I told you this a bit in the break yesterday. I think Swame had, um, he at, in Dallas, he had had a couple of years, and I believe one of the years he was hurt, and then he came over here and he got hurt. Mm. And so it was a little bit of like he never really could showcase too much, but now he's stuck in, in uh, he's stuck on there in Tennessee. And, of course, they opened the door a little bit when they got rid of um, Jonu Smith, yeah, right for a guy like Swain. I think Swain's a pretty good pro guy. He's never going to be a Pro Bowl guy, mm-hmm. but he's he's good for what they do too. He's kind of that physical. Like I'm not sure we were looking in Jacksonville for Swame. Mm-hmm. that physical blocking kind of guy. We're looking for that playmaking tight end around here. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Swain's ever going to be that. I mean, does he have? do You know his numbers, Swame uh, With with Tennessee, because that throw to Firkser too? Right?
1: Uh, swame has got.
2: 15 receptions? Mm, More than that. Really? 31. Dang. For 210 and three. Okay. Wait, three touchdowns? Yeah, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Is that leading the Jaguars?
1: I I mean, he Uh, came on like at the end.
2: Like the first eight weeks of the season, he didn't play hardly at all. And then he was like healthy. He just didn't play. And then he went four catches, four catches, four catches, one, three, one, three, three, one. So like they started using him at the back half of the season. And it worked out.
0: Wow. I was trying to find like what did uh what did Dan Arnold do this year? Thirty five catches, four oh eight, no touchdowns. So Swipe actually that's more I actually thought Dan Arnold looked pretty good too. And some of that stuff was by the way with uh probably with Carolina, um, for Dan Arnold. And Arnold didn't play the last, I don't know, six games of the season. We missed anybody else big? Gardner. Okay. Depending on how you look at that. Gardner, Gabbert, Gabbert yeah. in there. and uh, then uh Jared Wilson. Oh, yeah, that was an interesting So, is is he starting for them? That I don't know. Let's find out. Jared Wilson is... It was interesting they didn't
1: keep Jared Wilson. I was surprised. Yeah, I was too.
0: For a secondary that was kind of young, like, Wilson's a very steady player. He's not a dynamic player. Yeah. But, like, I mean, mean, neither is Andrew Wingard. Well,
2: yeah, but essentially you kept Wingard over Jared Wilson. Yeah, and you did that, I think, because of the special teams value. So, yeah. right? Yeah. Wilson started a lot early in the season, and then apparently he got hurt in week six, and then they didn't really put him back in, but he played, like, this week against Dallas, he played 76% of the snaps on special teams.
1: Okay. So, he so can play special teams.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he
1: right. um,
0: I, I guess, what's the moral of the story here? I thought it was kind of interesting that I think you could take Fournette, Jalen, and Jan, and they would all lead the Jaguars, statistically. Mm-hmm. What I would say to you, then, is this. And and I'm not trying to defend the organization, well, I think. And him too, would lead them. so <laughs> <Seriously. laughs> yeah, true, he would. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, if you want, take those leaders, if you will. And uh, the uh, those four players. I'm not sure if you even had all four of them, how many more games you're winning. I mean, Jalen, obviously, to me, is the biggest oh, difference man. maker.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you're, with, you're winning a little more, man. Yeah. Do they actually run the ball, though? That's what I'm saying. Who's
0: Who are you winning with? Uh, would you, Jay- you say that because of Fournette more or because of no. Jalen? Because, I mean, I think if Do you give, mind, You probably don't have Shaq Griffin, right? If you have Jalen still, sure, you would have that's, spent. That's fine. And that's okay. I'm just yeah. saying you don't have him.
1: I think with Jalen and Yannick Ngakwe, yeah, I mean... Because Jan and Josh, well, what, right? Now yeah. you got two guys. Yeah, what were two issues this year on this defense? I think it was the lack of pass rush that you saw from the edge and sometimes the secondary Yeah, in terms of receivers beating you. I'm just trying to think. Like, they would have to hold...
0: The way this offense played, they would have to hold teams to, like, 14 points to have a chance to win, even if their defense was... Like, are they making that kind of difference?
2: Ten total touchdowns from Fournette. Ten. You know, James had eight. You know?
0: In a very shortened season.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I don't know. I just, I'm not I'm not debating it, really. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to look at. It's those just guys This is, is. That's
1: what we're doing.
0: Just oh, but I think that happens in the NFL. You, if you're the Baltimore Ravens, you could take guys that have left the team and are doing pretty well in other places. You just decide not to pay them. But, yeah. but the problem is how it happened in Jacksonville and how bad they've been. Exactly. Right? Exactly. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.
2: Though I feel your your feeling and emotion asking that question, it's just like sometimes it gets it feels a little disrespectful. Like I'm not just a basketball player, bro. I'm not. Millions of fans. I, I appreciate all of it. But it's not just about the game.
1: But you one of the most famous unvaccinated people <laughs> in the country. That, know, that sounds know. crazy to
0: me. That's that's the reality though. You are one of the most famous people in the country, most But high I'm, high. I'm not
2: the only one. No, you're not. I'm, just so that's what I'm saying. Fame, is, so fame is socially created, bro. I'm not. I, I hear what you're saying, but I got to go to Grady's question. Like, being the most famous unvaccinated player, what does that even mean? I don't even know what that means in my life. I think that's why there's
0: so much for I respect that, bro. I'm assuming that's Kyrie Irving. I don't know if he's the most famous unvaccinated player. Djokovic might be these days. Yeah, what happened with that? Deported. Yeah, so he can play. He's not playing. Yeah. Now the French Open's next. Yeah. How do you? I mean, there's a lot going on there, you know. But mm-hmm. I think, I mean, if he wanted to play without having any issues, he'd get vaccinated. Correct. Right. It's you kind can of. You talk a, about in,
1: Djokovic. You you're about, yeah. about
0: yeah. Well, and well, we can talk about either one like that. Yeah, I mean, they uh, What I don't like there about Kyrie Irving is. Well, I shouldn't say I don't like it. I, I, I don't think everybody should have to be the poster child of everything. No, sure. But the reason you make 30 million a year, dude, is because you're a famous person. And so yeah. at least he appreciated the questioning. Mm-hmm. But he also, unfortunately, in that circumstance, and when you're in that spotlight and you're making that kind of money and you're a star, you also don't get the kind of always pick and choose what conversations you want to be a part of. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you're the most famous... You're going to get asked that question a lot if you are one of the most famous unvaccinated athletes on the planet.
1: Yeah. You and, and, and listen, if you, if that's the way you want to play it, then then so be it. That's your that's your God-given right. That's your right to be a citizen of this country. But you can't be taken aback by when you get asked the questions. you yeah. put in that narrative. And he did,
0: not in fairness to him. I mean... Yeah. I was, mean, that's
1: the, I think he handled it fine. Yeah.
0: Uh, the uh, You guys... You just saw a proposed trade, Casey, for Ben Simmons. I didn't even I, I totally forgot about Ben Simmons.
1: Yeah,
2: I think most people did.
1: That's pretty wild. I mean, he, but I mean, he's, he's, he's very poetry two weeks ago. guys. come on now. Wow, well, I mean, I'm Deshaun
0: Watson <laughs> and Ben Simmons, similar in the sense that they're just skipping the year. For the most part, yeah. Right? Unless they get what they want,
2: um. But what trade do you have? So in this scenario, Ben Simmons would be going to the Pistons in return for a first-round pick, uh, Sadiq Bay, Kelly Olenek, and Jeremiah Grant, which I think is fair. You have a guy that's not playing basketball. <laughs> yeah. You got multiple first-rounders, as in the picks and players. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I just don't see Philly getting anything better than this.
1: But you're essentially – because, like, you're not – Grant and Olynyk would be bench guys. Uh, so okay. you're you're essentially you're you're trading away a first round pick and possibly a starter for Ben Simmons which I I mean I'm not disagreeing I mean I think that's the best you're probably going to get maybe unless LA comes a calling but but I, I can like see the 76ers they, they want to maximize the the, the the trade case like they you know they they want a shooter or they want like four first round picks like that's maximizing the trade Like, having two bench guys who are dependable bench guys, but two bench guys nonetheless, isn't going to sweeten the deal for Philadelphia, I guess,
2: in their eyes. But to your point, like, if L.A. calls, like, why is Russell Westbrook better? Like, why would that be a better—he's older. He's he's definitely definitely not a shooter. No, I
1: mean, if you're L.A., it's got to be, like, three first-rounders and Russell Westbrook or something like that. And I just think Russell Westbrook's a little better because, well, now you have a legitimate point guard— And if he can stay within his lane and and dish and facilitate as opposed to trying to shoot 40 times a game, then maybe Philly's got something there. Because keep in mind, I mean, the guy can still play some defense, too.
2: I don't know, man. Jeremiah Grant, 20 points a game when he's healthy this year. No, for sure. Sadiq Bay, 17 more.
1: But you're not going to put Bay out there with who they have right now. Like, it doesn't work with Embiid. It It doesn't work with their lineup. Yeah, it doesn't work with Harris. Like, there's too many big men. Like, he he just doesn't fit in the lineup. More points than you're getting from Ben Simmons. I mean... I hear you very argumentative show today, and I kind of like
0: it here on a Tuesday. Uh, the uh, Eastern Conference can't deny this. Eastern Conference, pretty uh, competitive. Yeah, look at those standings, man. Everybody squeezed together.
1: Freaking Trey Young last night went off against Milwaukee. Wasn't a fan of that. Twenty-five to two run. Would, in the fourth if, quarter. Would. Brooklyn. By the way, Billy Donovan doing a hell of a job. Chicago, right? Oh yeah.
0: Spolstra is maybe the most underrated coach in sports. Yeah, he's still doing
1: the thing. That a little dramatic. Underrated. Um...
2: It's, it's not that far off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, i up there.
0: I mean, I, I'm, I, listen, I don't play attention to the NBA, like, minute by minute. Sure. I just think, like, nobody even talks about Miami or anything, and Butler's been out, right? Yeah. And they're in first place. They're tied for first place in the East. Yeah. And the guy continues to get it done. For a long time, we thought he was just this guy that was – going to help LeBron and Wade and everybody else and what he's done ever since I think has been pretty remarkable quite frankly uh, my question you guys real quick the Nets if they had Kyrie playing without COVID and all this stuff going on and only playing home games or, or I mean away games and Durant was healthy would they be blowing away the East
2: I don't think so because it's just like you, with load management and all that like I don't think they'd be all on the court still a lot and just the way basketball works. so I don't think they'd be blowing them out.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, like, they've shown, like, when they all play together, there's no room for, like, oh, we got to get, like, you know, used to playing with each other again. Like, they're they're that good. Yeah. But I also just think with the parity in the NBA so far, I don't think they'd be blowing teams out. Is James Harden still good? He's doing his yeah. thing. Because yeah. I feel like I used to hear a lot about him when he was in Houston and not so much in Brooklyn. He's doing his thing. Just, he just—he doesn't have the guy so much in, in Brooklyn yeah. when you have Kevin Rand who when he's healthy, yeah. now he's got to be the guy again. But, but apparently, he's
2: sick him? of it with Kyrie not playing.
1: It,
0: do you agree with me though? Don't you feel like he was such a bigger story in Houston? Yeah, yeah. across the yeah. NBA. Yeah, yeah, felt that way. That's why I'm not sure if maybe the game's diminished or whatever. Which, I, know, well, the I mean, Rockets in Houston, terrible, Houston he was
1: averaging like 30 some points. I feel yeah. like it yeah.
0: was like it was literally all him. And I think because of that, everybody was like, "I shoot too much, or yeah. is this good
1: for the game, or the
0: three point right there were a lot more of those kind yeah. of conversations.
1: The, the, this year, he's more taking a role of more of a, of a facilitator, point guard role. Right. He asked because Kyrie's been out. What can we debate next? We'll find
0: out. Football at 5 coming up on ESPN 690 here on a Tuesday.